0: Hi, hello. Welcome to another episode of Isaiah's Newsstand. It's your host, Isaiah Edwards. The date is January the 19th, 2024. Hopefully this episode finds you well in good spirits and high hopes. As for me, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, Let's see here. It was a snow day for me. Uh, I woke up today Felt pretty normal. I know, like, people were talking to me like, hey, you know, you know, you ready for the white death tomorrow? And I mean, and i said this before, usually snow in Cincinnati is not that bad. It's usually overblown. Uh, That being said, I I don't have the best car. You know, I've got really bald tires. Got to work on that. That's on my to-do list. And um, so, yeah, I, I don't love the elements when they get a little weird, a little slick, a little funky. So, um, yeah, there wasn't that much snow, and I, I, I even looked and saw that it was going to clear out by, like, 11. So I, I wake up, seems pretty ho-hum, pretty normal. We'll just go to work, whatever, no problem. Get up there, you know, it was enough snow. It was definitely, like, laid out. And um, generally, I was like, oh, well, if I can get to the side streets, you know, out of my drive, then we'll be good, we'll be fine. So, you know, I, I dig my car out. I didn't even have to dig. There a lot of... um brushing and brush my car you know get it get it all together and you know I, I start going and i literally am just like getting a little bit of resistance a little bit of slip and i was like you know what I got PTO. It's not worth my life. It never is. So, you know, I, I just said I'm gonna treat myself. Pretty much that's more or less what it is. I, I don't want to make it sound harrowing or anything like that. I'm sure if I hadn't gotten to the main roads, I probably would have been able to get to work. Hey, okay, whatever. But like I said, it's just not worth it. And when you have the ability to, uh, you know, put yourself first in that way, I feel like that's what you should do. That's, that's my philosophy. So yeah, there's that. That happened. Uh, but I then waited for, uh, you know, the, the, the roads to clear up a bit. And of course they did, uh, got a good nap in. That was nice. And, um, I went and did some laundry. So that was productive. That's what you do with a snow day now when you're a 33 year old, you know, times change. (laughs) Shit gets lame. But that being said, that'll lead us to the food corner. Um, let me peel it back though. A little bit of a rewind, Food corner yesterday was uh, burger, hot dogs, fries. Felt good to just have a normal meal again. Eat good, normal food that I like and I make, and I didn't have to un- unwrap out of a Marie Calendar box. Uh, so yeah, that was good. Um, but yeah, today I've I got to go to Jupiter Donuts and I got some donuts out of there. (laughs) That's redundant. Sorry. Um, And and I got to say, at first, I was almost disappointed. You know, I had waited. They had their construction. I see that they're still kind of like um, in the remodel phase a bit. Like, you know, they're not fully up. They got to get all their their stuff together. That's okay. It's fine. Um, But the first donut I ate was a glazed donut. And it was just like so doughy. I hate that. Like, so good. it wasn't it wasn't hitting and I was like, man, alright, well I didn't I didn't have I don't have a beverage for this. I'm gonna wait till I get home, finish the other two. So then I come home. I have a zebra iced donut, and that was good. And then I also had a blueberry iced donut that was also good. So my faith was restored. Glad I got my donuts in. I was like needing my fix. I feel like it had been like what, two weeks? And y'all know I'm a donut guy, I'm a donut eater. So <laughs> You know, I I had to get my mine in. (laughs) Okay, all right, enough. Enough of the bull crap, bullshit. I can say bullshit. It's been over thirty minutes, seconds. Yeah, that's like generally about how long you can wait, and then you can start swearing like a sailor. Um, at least for YouTube's sake. I don't know how Spotify feels and conducts themselves. Anyway, let me take my startup, and then we'll get into some news. Also happy Friday, you know, I'm a Friday guy. I can't help myself. And I hope that you're having a good one. If you're not listening to this on a Friday, that's okay. Hopefully you get that energy and it radiates into your day and it makes it feel like a Friday, Friday. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Oh yeah. Okay. From Reuters. US Supreme Court appears split over US agency powers in fishing dispute. <coughs> this is, uh, the US Supreme Court on Wednesday appeared divided over a bid to further limit the regulatory powers of federal agencies in a dispute involving a government-run program to monitor for oversharing of heron off New England's coast. The justices heard arguments and appeals by two fishing companies of lower court rulings allowing the National Marine Fisheries Service to require commercial fishermen to help fund the program. The companies, led by New Jersey-based Loper Bright Enterprises and Rhode Island-based relentless incorporated have argued that the congress did not authorize the agency part of the u.s commerce department to establish the program Uh, the companies have asked the court with its 6-3 conservative majority to rein in or overturn a precedent established in 1984 that calls for judges to defer to federal agency interpretation of the U.S. laws deemed to be ambiguous, a doctrine called the Sevron deference. Sevron deference. So uh, just just at the top of this, I kind of hate having to talk about a story like this. Uh, More times than not, you know, the things that the Supreme Court have to, you know, go over and talk about can kind of feel very complicated, convoluted, and, um, you know, and essentially something like this, it's like, what, wait, so we're talking about fish, and then somehow this is supposed to be like more important to like bigger things. That was me listening to this shit throughout the week, and I'm like, yeah, like this is a, an important thing, and like I've hitched my wagon to talking about this kind of news, so we gotta, we we do gotta cover it. So, and and also too, when I look at the situation in the micro. I feel like I'm with these fishing companies because essentially they're saying like uh, since 2020, Donald Trump's administration and also then followed by the Biden administration, they you know kept it up, uh, essentially saying like, hey, we need a regulatory body involved in monitoring um, the herring levels, the fishing levels. So we're going to have a person go out with you guys, with your company, and they're going to like survey with you. And, you know, they'll be a part of the crew in a way, like they'll be there and they'll get paid. And, you know, even interviewing, you know, the company owners are like, we're fine with that. We don't mind that. They're, they're fine people. Them doing this job is keeping us in business because that's inevitably keeping the populations at a safe level so they're not overfished. Um, but our problem is that we have to help fund it and that's, what we don't like, we think that this is a government mandated issue, the government should be, uh, paying for it. Um, and that's where, you know, this whole Chevron defense kind of gets involved because that plays out in the macro because they're using this to say, Hey, you got to take this off because if you take this off, then we don't have to worry about this kind of shit and, you know, it'll be better for us, the fishermen. Um, but then it makes it so you're taking out the federal agency and now all these things kind of go to the judges, to the courts. Um, so, you know, it's complicated in that way. Um, I kind of just want to summarize this honestly. Um, I really think that they're either going to put the kibosh on this, given that, you know, the the conservatives have it. Like, uh, Kagan, you know, launched a decent defense. It felt like it, it made sense to me. I understood it. They She used uh, the conversation about AI. Like, well, are we going to, you know, defer to, like, Congress and things like that? Like, do you want them to have it? Or would you rather have a better, you know— regulated body to kind of oversee this stuff and give better input and insight. Um, but, I mean, that's kind of near here nor there. Um, I feel like the conservatives are more or less wanting to put the kibosh on it. They kind of have in so many ways. Like, that's part of the success of the conservatives, as, you know, since 2016. Um, a lot of the cases that have gone the way of the courts, that they don't want to have more government interference and more regulation, so... You know, in a way, this is kind of in this kind of limbo. This might just be them putting the nail in the coffin, or just kind of putting the comb a patient to bed. I don't know. So we'll see. I don't know. You know, uh, you know, they they heard the ruling, or they heard um, they took questions, or they had questions and did all the I forget what the word is it's escaping me. Um, but yeah, they they took in the 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 case. <laughs> um, but we'll see what the ruling is on that. Uh, I imagine later in the year. Um, but yeah, that's from Reuters. You can always just, you know, check it out, read the whole thing. But um, we can move on to other things from NBC News. Flame scene shooting out of a Boeing 747, prompting an emergency landing in Miami. Um, so yeah, it's a lot of plain news. Uh we're just really starting off the year with this shit. Uh crazy, crazy. And 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 I cannot stress this enough. Boeing just seems to just be you know a, a really prime you know player in each of these cases. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? I don't know. A Boeing seven forty seven cargo plane made an emergency landing Thursday night after it was seen spewing flames in the night sky over me. Mi- I was going to say Miami, Miami. The Federal Aviation Administration, which is already investigating Boeing after an Alaska Airlines flight was forced to make an emergency landing when a door plug fell off the fuselage midair this month, said in a statement Friday that it will look into the latest incident on an Atlas Air flight. We also talked about uh, Japan and their cracked window situation um, you know, previously this month, so there was that as well. But the airline said in a statement that flight 5Y095, Headed for Luis Munoz Marin International Airport in Puerto Rico. Landed safely after experiencing an engine malfunction soon after departure from Miami International Airport. So, good. Glad that they were able to land safely and, you know, things are good in that regard. But that's crazy. Like, and I also get it too. You know, this is something I've referenced before. Like, yeah, we talk about these, these issues and they're very scary because these are people in the air and like, if something happened, that would just be catastrophic, you know, be just harrowing, terrible. But I mean, these kind of things can happen and they just kind of make more of the news because it's, you know, airplane related, I guess. But, but still, once again, crazy that it's Boeing yet again, um, you know, a, a different type of Boeing plane, but still a Boeing all the same, um, you know, I don't know if this is going to prompt any from any more further actions. I know investigation is still ongoing for the Alaska Airlines situation for the Max 9. Um, but yeah, man, uh, I don't know, man. Obviously, I'm not telling people to not fly. You know what I'm saying? I, I just know for me, I am not a travel guy. <laughs> I don't I don't want to even have to, like, pay for the whole thing. It's it's just so tedious and, you know, it gives me a lot of anxiety. It's overwhelming. But, um, you know. Obviously, I, I think planes are fine, but, man, uh, I, I would, I I don't know. I wouldn't want to be on a plane right now. I'm, that's that's me. That's me personally. I'm not trying to go nowhere, so I'm good. But anyway, um, we're still taking flight. We're still in the air. We're actually going further, higher. We're soaring. Um, from Reuters, Japan's slim moon craft, short on power after successful lunar landing. Everyone's trying to go to the moon. Um, Japan on Saturday became the fifth count, count country I cannot talk I can never talk uh, became the fifth country to put a spacecraft on the moon but solar power issues threatened to cut short the nation's mission to prove a precision 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 landing technology and revitalize a space program that has suffered setbacks. the Japan aerospace, Exploration Agency, or JAXA, said its smart lander for investigating moon, that's what slim is, Um, I I see why they they call it slim, that is a tongue twister, Uh, landed the moon's surface around 1220 a.m. on Friday, but its solar panels were not able to generate electricity, possibly because they are angled wrong, Um, which is crazy that like, there's so many calculations that go into, like, making, um, you know, the the, the, the the rocket that, you know, gets you into space, and then you have this landing, you know, situation, and then you have the rover in and of itself, like, all of the engineering, all of the calculations, there's just so much shit, and, I, and you can understand how it's just like, oh, you're a little bit off here, and then next thing you know, it's like... Well, now we're in like a potential catastrophic failure rate and maybe we don't actually get to go to the moon. And I'm I'm pretty sure we covered um, Japan having an issue. I'm not sure. I know I cover so much fucking shit, but it was good to see them actually get their lander on the moon despite, you know, the issues. It's good that they were able to overcome and make it happen. Dubbed the Moon Sniper, Slim attempted to land within 100 meters or 328 feet of its target versus the conventional accuracy of several kilometers, a technology JAXA says will become a powerful tool in future exploration of hilly moon poles seen as a potential source of oxygen, fuel, and water. Uh, Let's see here. Uh, th- 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 what else did I want to pull here? Uh, Japan is increasingly looking to play a bigger role in space, partnering with ally, the United States to counter China. Japan is home to several private sector space startups and the JAXA aims to send an astronaut to the moon as part of NASA's Artemis program in the next few years. We talked about that being a bit delayed. I think now it's like 2026. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it is cool to see a dub. This puts them in rare air. Um, yeah, only four nations, the Soviet, the former Soviet Union, the United States, China, and India, and no private company had achieved the soft landing on the moon's surface. Also speaking of this, I want to segue back to the astro, uh, astrobotic thing um, with the Vulcan launch and then their shit didn't work. Uh, you know, that became a mission failure. Something that I had picked up, it was like a, kind of a one-off thing, but I heard it again. But they were trying to send, I think, um, people's ashes to the moon. And it was something that... um an indigenous group in America had spoken up about. They were like, we don't like that you guys are doing this. That doesn't feel right to us. We like, And you guys are supposed to consult us over things like that, and we weren't consulted. And they're like, oh, sorry. And this is, I think, where NASA pulls rank. And they're like, well, this was like a, a combined ops thing. Like, there was so many people involved. It's not, like, just us. So, uh, yeah, we'll definitely let you know, though, in the future. And then next thing you know, like I said, there was a failure. So there was that. I, I, I really felt like that was something that... <clears throat> Once I had heard, I was like, this feels important. <laughs> so I, I wanted to talk about that as well. But yeah, back to um the lander at hand. Um, let's see. The precision landing won't be a game changer, but the cost reduction effects of it and the lightweight probe manufacturing might open up moonshots to space organizations worldwide. Bedlin Bowen, a University of Leicester associate professor specializing in the space policy said ahead of the touchdown. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, this is cool. Y'all know I love talking about space. I think it's fucking great. And um, yeah, I wanted to talk on that. But I also wanted to close on a, a wholesome note, something nice and, and good. Um, but before we do that, I'm going to take my last break. Speaking of nice and good things, um, and then we'll close it out. And it's Ohio-related. You know, I'm, I'm finding so many good Ohio stories right now, and I'm loving it. I'm like a pig in shit. <sighs> Granted, let me say that flashbanging a baby is not a good thing. I'm not proud of that as an Ohioan. That wasn't very buckeye of us. Ooh. Uh, Ooh, uh. <coughs> Okay. So, um this is from the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. As folks freeze to death in Milwaukee, Ohio pastor charged for offering shelter. Okay, also Real Talk Corner. Also, this is an opinion by James E. Kousey. Uh Just wanted to say that, uh, not that he does anything bad or anything like that. I, he does a good job. Um but I got so confused because I thought they were talking about Milwaukee, Ohio. I thought that was like a place. And I think it is a place, but I don't know. That, that's neither here nor there. He's talking about Milwaukee and he's also talking about Ohio. And uh, my ass got in a fucking tizzy about it. Uh, anyway, um, he goes into talking about like, you know, how, you know, the weather, how bad it is winter wise. It's, it's really rough right now, uh, especially for the unhoused. Talks about like how three people have passed away recently, um, but then he segues to a story in the middle of it um, from about Chris Avel, pastor of Dad's Place in Bryan, Ohio, um, who was arraigned in court last Thursday because he kept his church open twenty four seven to provide warmth for the unhoused. Ohio law prohibits residential use in first floor buildings in a business district since the church is zoned as a central business the building is restricted from allowing people to eat or sleep on the property which is such a weird ass fucking law that's so fucking bizarre and strange uh and here's a quote from aval this is how i worship my god and i just want to be able to worship my god Yeah, I mean, that sounds good. That sounds, like, on the level. You know what I mean? Like, this is someone going out of their way and doing something that seems like, hey, that's in line with with what their ideology is, and that's good, wholesome shit. Like, they are literally... P- in situations where like these people can't go to shelters, you know what I mean? And that's mentioned this is a safer better option for them. Like like why are you going out of your way to like persecute the guy helping out people? It it's crazy. Like o- over some bureaucratic ass bullshit. Like well, you know, you're just not you're just not legally allowed to do that, you know? You just can't do it. Like you just can't it's just not allowed. It's just it's just in the text, you know? Like like it's the law. Like get the fuck out of here tomatoes what the fuck bro that's it's gross it's it's insane um so yeah uh i at least uh appreciate someone sticking their neck out in a church you know really offering and opening up their doors um it's a shame that like legally like there are prohibitations for that um but yeah i mean obviously it's fucked up that's boo on you know Ohio system for that but um You know, I wouldn't be surprised if you saw other, you know, states with similar laws and issues like that, because at the end of the day, homelessness is something that we just, as a society, have been like, well, we can just sweep it under the rug, so we will. or we'll just keep, like, talking about it, but kicking the can down the road and being like, oh, yeah, we're going to do something. And, like, we, we do a little olive branches, throw a little bit of crumbs around, but we don't actually go and attack and fix the problem. We don't actually change things. We don't actually bring solutions, because oh this person or these groups of people this part of a one percent is just going to be affected and they lobby the shit out of it and they stop it and that's just one reason and facet on why um but yeah i mean i i don't want to sour on a good moment uh this is good news and it's local in that way but um yeah you know obviously you know we can do better ohio and i hope we do and i hope the world does as well Anyway, that's the episode. If you'd like to help out, support the effort, I do have a Patreon, patreon.com, slash so Isaiah News. Um, you become a newsie, and I shout you out at the top of the month, and then um, three ways to hit me up, IsaiahNews1 at gmail.com, and then feel free to follow me or the podcast on the socials. Hopefully, you're subscribed on the YouTube. Helps out a lot. Hit the like button. Cool comments, good comments. Um, also five-star reviews anywhere else, everywhere, you know, the cool comments there if you can, that helps out. That's always good for any and all algorithms. So yeah, hopefully I see you soon for some more good news. I love you. Bye-bye. Mwah.